Imaginations Church, I hope you're having a good week. We have been in a series for the last several weeks called Valleys, and today I'm going to uh, talk about moving forward out of the valley. I know there's, there's a lot of valleys that we can find ourselves in. We've just named a few. But a valley is something that we, we find ourselves in that is trying to contain us, that's trying to limit us, trying to keep us from seeing the future, seeing what it is that God has for us, to keep us from progressing. Just want to launch off here, Philippians 3, verse 12 through 15, NIV. Paul says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, one thing I do, he says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us, then, who are mature should take such a view of things and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. So Paul, he says a few things here that I want to just us to ponder today. And let this be maybe even a little bit of a meditation time today on this. Because I believe that God is going to begin helping us to move forward out of where we are, what's going on in our lives. And, and I'm not just talking about the, the whole uh, COVID-19 issue. I'm talking about the other things that are being caused because of it. Or maybe not even that. Maybe it's other situations that have arisen. Because this is not the only situation going on is the COVID-19. There's lots of other things that were going on before and that will go on after this is over with. But they're not to stop us. And Paul gives us a very, very clear uh, encouragement of how to move forward. And so today, let me just read it. This is a quote by Benjamin Franklin. He says, uh, one today is worth two tomorrows. What I am to be, I am now becoming. In other words, don't waste today. What we have today is the opportunity to do something. And if we put it off till tomorrow, tomorrow, the problem is, is that when tomorrow comes, it's today. And I don't want to do anything today. And so we'll put it off. Tomorrow never comes. It's always today where we live. And so I like what he says. Today is worth two tomorrows. Let's do something with today. So just as the Apostle Paul said, he said, I forget. He says, one thing I do. And in a sense, it's more than one thing. But I think it's a complete thought here. He says, one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining forward. That's what I want us to consider for a few minutes this morning. Forgetting what is behind. Forget what has happened in the past. Uh, there's three thoughts I, I just want to hit quickly this morning. And so the first one is focus. Focus. You know, when I was in high school, I took driver's ed, believe it or not. For some of you that maybe don't think I'm a very good driver, Dana. I did take driver's ed. And in driver's ed, I remember the teacher said, keep your eyes on the road. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that, but I, he was the first one that ever said that in the place of where it meant what it meant 
concerning driving. He said, because if you, if you start looking off to the right or to the left, he says, you'll drift. You'll begin to drift this way or that way because you tend to move and gravitate to the direction you're looking. And so the thing is to stop looking at things that are not where you want to be. Stop looking at the reports and stop looking at the negativity of life. We've got to set our focus. And that's what Paul was saying. I'm forgetting the past. I'm forgetting all the things from the past. Now, Paul had an amazing heritage in the natural. It says that, you know, he was a, a, a Hebrew of Hebrews. It says that he was a Pharisee. It says that he was born of the tribe of Benjamin. It, you know, it says that, you know, he had everything, all of his ducks in a row. Concerning the law, he said he was, he was like a lawyer. He was a Pharisee. Concerning righteousness, it says he was perfect. Now, that's what he says. But every Pharisee says that. There's nothing wrong with me. But Paul's looking back at his past, and it took God knocking him off of a horse as he was on his way to another city to take uh, the church, believers, those that had made a decision for Christ, it took God knocking Paul off of his horse, blinding his natural sight, and ca to cause him to set his focus on what it was that God had for him. And so uh, we need to be able to do this one thing. So like I said, it's more than one thing, but I believe it's one thing at a time. And the first thing is focus. What is our focus? I'll tell you what determines your focus. What you look at. What you listen to. What you let fill your heart and let you fill your mind. The things that you allow to speak into your life, that'll help you or cause your focus to go in a direction. That's like we're, we're looking off in an area and we tend to gravitate that way. How did I get here? We're looking at it. You know, if we can learn to, to stop paying attention to the things going on around us, because I promise you this, this stuff around us is going to change. It's all going to change. How soon? I don't know. But it's going to change. But as we move forward and with our focus set on what it is that God has for us, on the word, on the promises of God, we move forward and we become who God wants us to be. We move forward in that. And so distractions come. If they're not here, they're on the way. And the thing is, is as they come, we need to just simply stay focused. Matthew chapter 17, verse Four and five. This is the message. Uh, now, this is when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, and uh, and he's there, and 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 here's Elijah, and here's Moses, and here's Jesus, and here's Peter, and and John, and James, and and they were there just kind of seeing what was going on, and as they're listening to the conversation that's going on. Instead of them just being focused and, and soaking it up and taking it in, Peter's thinking what he can do to make it better. You ever done that? Instead of absorbing what's going on when God's doing something in your life, taking that time to sit at Jesus' feet, to sit at the feet of the Lord, and in the Word or in prayer or just to receive from God, we're thinking, what can I do to make it better? Really, there's nothing we can do to make anything better unless God directs our steps now so, so basically he's there and he's looking and it says the first three words Peter broke in <laughs> Peter broke in 
Here's Jesus and Moses and Elijah, and they're discussing and talking. I don't know what they were talking about. But here's Peter, one of the guys that had the privilege of observing it. And he broke in. He says, Master, this is a great moment. What would you think if I built three memorials here on this mountain? One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was going on like this, babbling, it says, and this is the message version, uh, a light, a radiant cloud enveloped them, and sounding from deep in the cloud was a voice. And it was God. And he said, this is my son. He didn't put Peter's name in there, but he could have. This is my son, marked by my love. Focus of my delight. Listen to him. Listen to him. This is my son, marked by my love. The focus of my delight. Let me tell you what God is focused on. He's focused on Jesus. And Jesus is focused on us. And Jesus wants to order our steps and to help us to move forward. And so as we set our focus and we move forward, I think that God will not only order our steps, but he will also help us to stay the course, to stay on the path, to get out of whatever valley or whatever place we find ourselves in. The second thing is, and this is, this is actually something that has to be done in a sense synonymously or, you know, at the same time or as we go, forget the past. Forget the past. If we don't forget the past, it can be bad or good things that have happened in the past. But if we don't forget the past, let me tell you what happens. It pulls us back. Some, some of us call it the good old days. Some of us call it an easier time. Oh, I just remember an easier time. I'm telling you my words. I'm telling you the things that I have said. I, I was, years ago I had a dream and I was dreaming about when I was a kid. And in this dream, I can't even tell you all the things that happened, but it's just like I was so, I loved everything that was going on. And when I woke up, actually before I woke up in the dream, I was playing with all this stuff. And all of a sudden I opened up a box and it was like there was a snake. Now, my past, I love my past. I love where I came from. I love my mom, my, my grandparents. I love my family. I don't have any uh, stories of abuse. I don't have any of that stuff. I loved it. It was amazing. It was wonderful. I had the time of life growing up with my brother and with my cousins and all. But the thing is, is that's the past. And as I woke up, before, right before I woke up, it was like the Lord, uh, there was a, a snake that came into the dream out of nowhere. And so as I woke up, I was disturbed, but at the same time, I'm loving what I was dreaming. I'm remembering being a young boy and, and growing up and, and enjoying my grandma and enjoying family and all. And I just then I began to go and dig pictures out and I began spending a lot of time looking at old photos and reflecting and remembering and going into the past. And then the Lord reminded me, not that the past is a snake, but the enemy will use the past to hold us back. We've got to Forget the past. That doesn't mean we don't remember it ever. It just means we don't let it control us. Don't let the past set the, the course for your future. Your future is in God's hands and in God's plans. And so uh, John chapter 9, verse 25, uh, it talk, it's talking about the man that was born blind. You remember the story. Jesus comes in and, and he does the miracle. He heals this man that was born blind. 
This guy didn't lose his sight from a, an accident. He was born blind. I've heard people say he didn't even have the things to be able to see with. Now, I don't know. But the thing is, being born blind means that you didn't lose your sight. You never had it. And so Jesus comes in and he heals this man. And, you know, the man is excited. And, and this is what the man says in verse 25. Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know is that I was blind, but now I see. See, people want to, sometimes when God does a miracle, instead of them just accepting it and saying, wow, that's amazing, let's give glory to God, people want to pick it apart and say, no, 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 that wasn't God. That was this, that was that. Oh, because I know, because, it, you, you, because of your past, that God wouldn't have done that for you. I want you to know this, in Christ, you're a new creation. If you are in Christ, that's what it tells us uh, in, 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 in uh, 1 Corinthians. Uh, any man that's in Christ, 517, any man that's in Christ, any person that's in Christ is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. If you're in Christ, your past is there, but don't let it control you. You got to forget it. This man, he, he could have said, you know, I was blind yesterday. I was blind this morning. I was blind 15 minutes ago, but man, I'm seeing right now. Well, can you explain it? I can't explain the past. All I can explain right now is that I was blind, but now I see. Accepting it, embracing it, and moving forward. That's what we have to do. We've got to forget the past to embrace the future. Don't focus on the past. Focus on the future. The power of remembering is important. The power of forgetting is just important. We remember the goodness of God. We remember from where we've come, but we are focused on where we are going. We've got to do that. We've got to focus on where we are going. And then, of course, the last thought this morning is we need to, to move forward. Move forward. Move forward to what lies ahead. Moving forward to what lies ahead. Let me, let me read that again. He says, he says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead. I'm going to forget the past. I'm not going to let it have control over me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, uh, consider the past in order to move forward. I'm going to look at the past and say God was good to me, but this is not my future. This is the past. My future is ahead. So moving forward to what lies ahead. That's what God wants us to do. How do we do that? We strain into it. We have to push through obstacles. We've got to push through things that say, you're not qualified. You're not good enough. You have failed way too many times. You don't deserve it. God doesn't love you that much. All these things that come at us, we've got to move through those things, move past those things, straining forward. You know, I've, I don't have a membership at the gym right now, as you probably well can tell. But I've had memberships at the, at, at the gym in the past years. And, and I just know that when I would go, the one thing that I was made aware of is that if you don't, if you're, if you're just doing something that requires no effort, you know, no pain, no gain. We've got to be willing to get, to put our shoulder against whatever. I mean, in, in the gym, it's put a little more weight so that there's some strain. So that we're straining things, not hurting ourselves, but, but pushing through. 
I don't want to be the same when I'm finished with this workout. I don't want to be the same when I'm finished with this day. I don't want to be the same when I finished with this week, with this month, with this year. But it doesn't happen without straining forward, pushing forward, moving forward. We've got to focus, forget, and move forward. Focus, forget, and move forward. That's what we have to do. We exist to make sure that others hear the gospel. We exist to make sure that others can find Christ and see God in and through our lives. David Livingston, he made this comment. He said, I will go anywhere as long as it is forward. I'll go anywhere as long as it's forward. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to the past. I don't want to go back to where we came from. I don't want to go back into a time that was easier, a time that was simpler to the good old days, the glory days. I don't want to go back. I believe the glory days are ahead of us. They're in front of us. They're not behind us. Job chapter 17 verse 9, it says, The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. New Living Translation. Let me read that again. The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. And Isaiah 58, verse 8, Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. I want you to know God didn't make you and I to live a, a sedentary life, standing still, doing nothing. He made us to be people that have a focus. That's called a vision, our vision for the future. He made us to, to be able to uh, have a life of repentance that I can be forgiven for the past and I can, let, and I can forgive for the past because that's another part of it. Maybe it's hard to move forward because maybe you've been hurt. Maybe something has happened in your life. Folks, we can forgive. The way we forgive is the same way we get forgiven. God, I forgive, and you name them. I forgive them. I forgive them. And if, you, if there are specific things that happen, you can even name those things. Not to them, between you and God. God, I forgive so-and-so for such-and-such. But it's hard to move forward if we can't let go of the past and sometimes it's because the past won't let go of us until we cut it loose. We've got to cut it loose sometimes. I love that quote. I will go anywhere as long as it's forward. This morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God would open up something fresh and new for you. That is, as we can see, sometimes it's hard to see it's hard to see forward when we're, when we're sucked down into the mire of the valley. You know, I lived in the, in the valley years ago. Well, it was Yuma. It's down in the, where the, the water table's higher. I mean, it's closer to the surface when we lived down in the valley. And I remember everything grew amazingly. But if you let too much water get on that, it was like, it was like muck. 
you could get out there and, and you, could, you could literally stand there and move your feet back and forth in some places and you go down, you go down, you go down and eventually you can't move your feet because it's got such a suction, uh, uh, a force of suction pulling you down, holding you down. God wants us to get out of the valley and the reason he wants us to get out of the valley is because he wants us to move forward. Let me pray.